Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. All right. Um, so what's the welcome to episode? What is this? 283 of Dork Trek. We watch and review uh, Star Trek. We're up to Deep Space Nine. This is season four, episode 12. I think it's called Crossfire. Yes, yeah, starring uh, Paul Begala, <laughs> Robert Novak. <laughs> I'm the only one who got that. So I got sad. the joke. It's the oh. CNN show. Yeah. Crossfire. I got it. They used to do this sketch on SNL about it. Now that Happy was the McLaughlin Cannon. group. Wasn't the McLaughlin group similar? And wasn't he the yeah. original host? McLaughlin group. That was uh, Phil Hartman would be. <laughs> would be john mcclellan no it was dana carvey was uh dana carvey was what's his name really You're yes way back yeah look it up dana carvey was mm. mclaughlin yeah it was dana back carvey when, uh, okay. jokes yeah. relevant yeah now not so much yeah because he's dead but now every news program is that yeah. just little rectangle pictures yelling at each other Let's go around the circle. You're an idiot. Dennis the Bingo Dangle. What's your say? Yeah. See, it, it all happened when it changed from a newsroom to a boardroom, and they had to sell ads instead of distribute information. It's true. It's the end of America, man. Dennis, I mean, but that kind of goes for, I mean, that could be, that's a metaphor for all every business in America, whether you're talking about yeah. hospitals or medicine or dentistry or anything like once profit got involved, the Ferengis took over and it all went to shit. Yeah. I'm not saying capitalism is bad or anything like that, but there are some industries where it, it can be pretty damaging. Yeah. Like medicine. Journalism is one. Yeah. Medicine's another. Yeah. You know? I'll tell you right now, every man, woman, and child in this country, vote for me. <laughs> I'll cut a check. <laughs> I'll do it right now. This, epi- this episode, Crossfire, is, I was telling Stephanie, it's, it's like John Hughes' Star Trek. Yeah. Like, this is pretty in pink, you know? That's all I just... This dis- was uh, high school for me, actually. Yeah, Odo's ducky, right? Pretty, pretty in Changeling. Yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty in Bejour. <laughs> it's six, I mean, it's 16 Candles. It's every movie. It's, it's every one of them. Nerdy guy wants 16 the- wormholes. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling Stephanie, all you need to hear is like, say na 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 Right then. So how about that uh, soccer game? No, I mean, well, I mean, I'm, I don't mean, did I jump the gun there with the review or whatever? Or no, I, don't, I, I don't know. I, I guess um, not that you jumped the gun. I thought I guess it's pretty accurate. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'd say it's pretty spot on, right? I mean, yeah. No, I, I, uh, yeah, got it. Nailed it in one. We see the episode kind of revolves around. Um, a handsome man, a handsome man, a handsome Bajoran Canadian. He's clearly Canadian. Like there's no other way around it. Well, you, yeah, this is the dude that they were running around in the hills with. Before. Yeah, Shakar. Yeah. Well, this 
This is also the dude that used to bang uh, Crusher's grandma. Huh? Oh, yeah. He's a rape ghost. That's yeah. right. He, we, we talked about this. That's right. He's a rape ghost. <laughs> yep. Damn, this dude gets around. Ronin. Banging all the Star Trek O's. That's right, baby. He'd be getting him. He'd be getting him in. <laughs> so I mean, it, it's that's a pretty short list of people who banged uh, Crusher's grandma, Crusher, <laughs> and Kira Norris. So that means Kira Norris, Crusher, and Crusher's grandma are Eskimo sisters. As best I can tell, yes. That's pretty hot. <laughs> Is that the official term for it, Eskimo <laughs> sisters? Yeah, I mean, it's Eskimo bros, right? I mean. I think there has to be another term, though, for chicks. I think, I think there's got to be something different. No, Eskimo. Why, why, Dennis? I live in a post-gender society, bro. They're Eskimo sisters. Or they're just Eskimos. <laughs> Not natives of the tundra in Alaska, but they're chicks who bang the same dude. Yeah. I, I know I sounded surprised when you mentioned that he was Ronan from Rape Ghost, but I forgot that. So I'm as surprised as I am right now. So, huh. Interesting. It's funny because he only looks marginally different. <laughs> well, he doesn't have the like Dutch his hair. Boy. His hair was a little different yeah. and he has an earring in this one. Yeah. So. yeah. He doesn't Other have the that. Dutch boy hair. He's got the, uh, the nose deal going on. And I tell you what, uh, not to offend. He kind of looks like Morocco's uh, manager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I got to say, Kieran Arise's vagina is the home to many powerful Bajoran men. I'll tell you that. What is it with her and Bajoran leaders? Oh, he's the political leader? Bang him. He's the yeah. spiritual leader? Bang, Bang him. him, too. Oh, he's the finance you know, Kai, Kai Wint. Kai Wint's trying to get some of that, too. I yeah. just, I, I think her uh, bedroom might need to look into some Jeffersonian politics and have a separation. <laughs> you can't be doing both. I mean, I'll give it to her, though. I mean, she likes to put out for very powerful men. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna go slut shamer. I'm oh, not at all. Good on you. Congratulations. Get it. Congratulations. One. Because um, we learn, we learn in this episode that Shakar became the, I guess, the leader of the Bajoran people. So that worked out well for him, and that's cool because he had mentioned in the first episode we saw him in where they were stealing farming equipment that he was indeed going to try to become. He was throwing his name in the ring. Minister. So apparently, he won the election to become first minister. And I totally forgot that. Yeah, so. which is cool. They, they have good recall on this show, which is nice because when you come from TNG where they mention things and they're never seen again. Yeah, exactly. It's that ongoing stuff. The thing that got me, I had not been on the show. I mean, last week was my first time back for like ever. Uh-huh. And so the episode, um, shoot, was it the adversary where uh, uh, the other changeling was on the ship um, and Odo had to fight him or something. I, I can't remember exactly. So that episode and between now and then uh, Dax made Lieutenant commander and I missed that. Really? Because tonight she's standing there at the airlock and she's got her Lieutenant commander pips oh. on. I'm like, wait, I didn't even so notice that. It was, it was sometime between, uh, the adversary and the way of the warrior. Why would they do that, like mid-season with no reference to it at well, all? No, it was. I story. guess over. It had to be over the uh, the season break because the adversary was the twenty-sixth episode of third season, 
You hadn't been on in that long? No, no, no. I hadn't seen her rank or paid attention uh, okay. to her. So sometime between the end of third season and Way of the Warrior, which you guys did without me. But that Way of the Warrior was the first time that she uh, had it. But since I wasn't here, I didn't notice it then. So she she picked it up sometime between then and now, or then in the, the end of third season and Way of the Warrior. Okay. Which I don't know when Way of the Warrior was. What was that? It wasn't that the first episode of the fourth season? Was it the, yeah, starting at 49011. So I guess, yeah. So sometimes. So, so but Cisco, Cisco got promoted right at the beginning of the season, this season, right? Or was it last season? No, he got promoted at the beginning of this season. So maybe they just gave everybody promotions. No, I thought she got promoted last season. Or he got promoted last season. Was it the end of third season where Cisco made rank? Uh, might be. Yeah, because uh, that's right before they went to the Delta Quadrant. Because the ambassador was there. That's right. They gave him but rank. But he was a changeling. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. They gave him rank thinking he wasn't yet newly promoted the adversary. Yep, that's it. So I guess they gave everybody rank. But maybe they gave him rank thinking like, that motherfucker ain't going to live. So it's yeah. cool. He ain't making it back. We'll just kill his ass. Hey, hey what? You know what? He's a captain. Yeah, whatever. Captain. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Captain of the dead guys. Yeah. Cisco. Well, you made it back. Oh, good to see you, man. What the fuck? Now we got to. Now he's the captain. He's so crazy yeah. and weird. How, how do you make him uncaptain? What are we going to do? <laughs> oh, that was a temporary. That was a like testing out captain. That was a, you know, a field promotion. Yeah, we didn't mean that. He was a brevet captain. Yeah, we meant to make. Uh, 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 Julian Captain, yeah, yeah, you must have got you must have got your motherfucking uh, uh, communications crossed, baby. Uh, wait, let's ask Captain Dax what her opinion was. I, I'm not. <laughs> You're the captain of the heart now, baby. <laughs> but yeah, so um, caught me off guard. That's all. That's okay. I didn't even notice it because I was too yeah. busy. Or I was too excited for Shakar because I, I like that dude. He's all like, you, he's portraying an alien, but he's very much Canadian, like just in his mannerisms and like, oh yeah. I believe he's from Alberta, right? Oh, he's totally Canadian. Like, yeah, he's the most Canadian dude I've ever seen because I, every Canadian, if you've never had the chance to interact with Canadians for very, and I mean actual Canadians, not black not people. The, like they, the jaw. This is how they act. They're just like, oh yeah. Oh, I don't know. Should I tell her? Oh, well, maybe, maybe if I do tell her, it'll help her get over her dead boyfriend. Eh? It's like no Canadian dude. I don't see how oh, that's wait, I, work. I, oh <laughs> no, there, Udo. I, I seem to be upsetting you. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry about that. Oh no. Oh, hey, let's let's play the uh, join the Federation. We should uh, play the Bajoran national anthem. Coo 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 coo. Oh yeah. Or am I the only one that remembers that? No, you're doing the McKenzie brothers. Yes. Or just, Hoosers. We just mentioned Joe Flaherty on Twitter back and forth, saying the guy from Babylon Five looks like Joe Flaherty. A with Joe Flaherty weird, character for sure. With the weird haircut, Dennis, do you know what I'm talking about? I think so, yeah. Lando Malari. He looks like Joe Flaherty, like when Joe Flaherty played the horror movie show host. Yeah. But he has a cheesy Transylvania accent or yeah. the <laughs> <laughs> when you said Joe Flaherty, I was like, and he totally is doing a Joe Flaherty act. <laughs> totally. like, I don't know. Everybody be watching Babylon Five. I don't. I've never seen it, but I saw Did you it just get it. released somewhere. Yeah, on yeah, Amazon. On Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it, well, that was the thing. So when it first came out, it came out uh, around the same time as DS Nine. Mm-hmm. 
so I watched the first two seasons and then went off to the Navy. And, uh, and I actually saw more of Babylon 5 than DS9 because for some reason AFN played it more. Mm-hmm. But um, It's probably cheaper. Yeah. Uh, it was also part of the uh, PETN. The what was it? The Prime Entertainment Network or Entertainment Television Network or something. Anyway, so I got to about the beginning of third season, uh-huh. you know, first run, and then it, you know AFN doesn't show it or I'm underway or blah 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 fall off, and I only get to see bits and pieces after that. When I start doing Power Geeks podcast, the, the original one way back when, somebody gifted us. Uh, one year of Netflix streaming for free, Ooh. which is how I started that addiction. Um, so I got it and oh, holy smokes, Babylon 5 is on. So I started, I was like, let me start from the beginning and I'll rewatch it. I got just until like literally where I had stopped watching it the first time and they took it because I didn't know they took shows <laughs> off Netflix and they took it off. So I've now restarted rewatching it and it's opening up some old wounds. Hey, here's, now, a, here's a tip for you, Ben. Uh-huh. Skip the stuff you've already seen. Just go ahead and hurry up and get to the <laughs> yeah, parts you haven't seen before Bezos changed his mind. He's world building, bro. He's world building. It's <laughs> 10 years since I saw this shit, man. I got I to gotta re get, get back in the zone and get in the flow. I remember Babylon 5 being on TNT for a yeah. while. Do you remember uh, that? Fifth season. Yeah. They, uh, they switched from being an independent production to a TNT production. Like That was a big deal, I guess. People were like, ooh, Babylon 5. And I was like, yeah, it's all right. They, uh, what was it? They finally got on a network and immediately got their budget cut. Yeah. So it's like, what's the point in getting on a network then? But I mean, I don't know, Mike, you say it opens old wounds because I guess the shows were similar in vain. And, you know, there's the the story that Michael J. Straczynski had pitched this show to Paramount and Paramount said, no, we already have something in development like this. If, if Paramount stole his idea they would have, he would have sued. Well, he mentions that in a couple of places, though, yeah. where he talks about not suing because he didn't think it would be good for the fans. That's bullshit. I, dude. I, I know. If you look at the first season of DS9 and the, the first season of Babylon 5, it, mm-hmm. it's a little painful. But what I'm saying is there's no way that, that J. Michael Straczynski, I don't know the man, I've never spoken to him, uh-huh. but, I, but I can't imagine he would go, you know what? I'm not going to sue them stealing my million dollar idea because it would just yeah. be too hard for the fans. Well, I think it was also. I, be, I think it was also going to be one of those things like Apple suing Microsoft, right? Because when Apple sued Microsoft for Windows three one one, trying to steal the look and feel of uh, the Mac OS, the mm-hmm. original stuff. They, you know, you're, you're totally ripping off our idea, the graph user interface and everything. And there was a big court case and years and years, and then they lost, right? And uh-huh. the judge said, you can't copyright a look and feel. Then Windows 95 came out, which was even more like, you know, the Mac OS, because Windows with its little windows was nothing like Mac with its desktop and, you know, things like that. So that's when they should have sued. Because they were totally ripping off Mac. They just, you know, sued too early. My point being, I can't see him not suing. Well, I think he learned his lesson from Apple. And he's like, okay, what's the point? They're going to get off on some technicality. Nah. Yeah. I just, I, I think I he could have sued. 
He should have said, oh, shit, yeah, he should have I mean, they would have settled. Yeah. Well, he could have had a nice, cool million-dollar check. You know, because <laughs> Paramount has the lawyers. They at least would have said, I mean, they would have come up with something and even in pitched. It's like, all right, you're executive producer. It's fine. Yeah, okay, okay Mr. Babylon. You can get some residuals. Even in the, in, in when I send pitches out to companies that says, we, you know, your rejection maybe blah, 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 may have things. And you don't know what networks have in pipelines. You don't know. You don't know. And if, and if he would have felt that strongly about it, he should have sued. I think it's stupid it's just, to I not mean, You just, you look at it and, and they change stuff, but there's so much stuff that's the same. Or at least stupid level similar. Did Babylon I, 5 have a wormhole? No, but they did have jump gates. But, um, so you have like uh, the Centauri had occupied the uh, Narn for a hundred years, but then the Narn are only- I love like, Narn. It's so good at the Indian restaurants, dude. So, especially when it's hot, mm, Narn is so good. Similar to um, the Cardassians. The Narn are very cons- similar to the Cardassians because they're reptilian, uh, or they have that-, that Yeah, they- but the Cardassians were around in, in TNG. Yes. But I'm saying the way that this is implemented. Okay, okay, all right. Bring those in. You could, you could, okay, you could have a, a, a warrior, a warrior based uh, society that you, you took feudal Japan and based your, your aliens on them. And then I could sue you for ripping off the Klingons. I mean, it, it's. All right. I'm just saying. Just watch, go to, find somebody with Amazon Prime or if you don't have it, watch the first season of Babylon 5. Too. All right. I never, I never watch Amazon Prime. But, but start, start with uh, the, the first, the pilot episode isn't part of the, like, see, if you go to season one, you'll actually start with the episode one, but it's not the pilot. Okay. So you have to scroll to the bottom and, of, of the season one. There's a, oh, bonus feature. Babylon 5, The Gathering. Okay. And, and that's the actual. It's like the prequel okay. episode. Yeah. And the thing was, is that episode came out, as far as like air dates, it was about a month after uh, DS9 premiered. Mm-hmm. But with special effects and stuff, this stuff was in production. Both of them were, you know, from way back. Okay. But uh, then they waited a year before the next episode came, you know, to get it up into full production. Okay. But definitely check it out. All right. Also check out Deep Space Nine because this episode was pretty good. I will say this about Amazon Prime. I like Amazon Prime. I go through phases with Amazon Prime, but bef- I can't get into Amazon Prime because they don't keep things on Prime for very long. Like there's no, I, I can't like watch list something. I can't go, oh, cool. Gangs of New York is on. I'll watch that in six months because it ain't there. No. Yeah, I watched, I, I fell for that. I watch listed a bunch of stuff early on. Now the main things in my watch list are Amazon Prime originals. Yeah, you they, Amazon they Prime is yeah. forever. They don't keep like things these, around like Netflix. Marvelous Miss Maisel, uh, Miss Maisel. Um, what was it? Uh, da, 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 the other thing. Goliath? Shit, I heard good things about that Goliath. I want to watch Goliath. I haven't seen that yet. Just, there's, there's too much stuff to watch. I just don't like the interface because when I try to go to Amazon Prime, if I'm not on my Xbox or the PlayStation or whatever, the, the game console that has it, or uh, the TV with its smart TV shit, yeah, you go to, to prime.amazon and it's like, okay, oh shit, I'm on Amazon. I don't want to buy anything. So then I'm like, okay, where's my account? Okay, uh, so let me go to 
Prime Video. No, oh, your Prime Video. Yeah, no, no, your. And you got to bookmark your watch list, baby. Your video library. Let me do the, your video library. Okay, so there's the stuff in my library, and there's my watch list. But now, what about the Prime Original? Just the the basic front end. No. Oh, there's Goliath. Yeah, there's. Uh, okay, so I'll add that to watch list. Season two. What happened to season one? You missed Probably it. Probably remade uh, Dynasty on CW. What? Yeah, I've seen, I've seen promos for it. That sounds awesome. I never, they just started I'm season sure. two, and I wasn't even aware that there was a season one. So that, that was... Uh, it's like Teen Dynasty, though. Yeah. Oh, that sounds awful. It's, it's yeah. definitely got that CW feel. They're, they're capitalizing on their Riverdale franchise, I think. Yeah. There should be a crossover soon. Teen Dude. drama type of stuff. They're in a war with, with Freeform. For that demographic, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that uh, that uh, uh, Cloak and Dagger show day was pretty good. I, I want to see that, but I'm not a Marvel fan. But yeah, I didn't watch it because I'm not a fan of interracial relationships. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> just kidding. I'm not a fan of the Dark Force. No, I don't like that. The Mud Sharks <laughs> <laughs> throwing her daggers around. That was great. Ben's face for that alone is worth it, Patreoners. Come on, Ben. You know I'm kidding. I know both of you are in mixed relationships, you dummy. You didn't use a voice. And you always, if you use a voice, it doesn't mean it's true. And you didn't use a voice. He was a little more gravelly when he said it. Uh, look, I'm just trying I, to. Now, just trying. In, in the TV show, are they drug addicts? Because that's what know. they were see, in yeah, the comic book. Yeah, I didn't see it, because but I heard it was good. And I love Cloak and Dagger. I'm just trying to appeal to the Trumpers, trying to get some of our listeners up. That's all, bro. Yeah. yeah. They're, like, they're rooting for Roxxon. Yeah, Roxxon, get those motherfuckers. Well, next week, uh, for the they're stealing your intellectual property. In order to get our Patreons up, I'm going to have a uh, wire cage in the back, and I'll put a couple of my kids in. Oh, God, that's the worst. Don't say that. I was so sad. Yeah, well, you know, fuck that motherfucker. Yeah, that guy sucks. And Jeff Sessions, Jefferson God Sessions a third. How do you have a name like that and not be a racist little prick weasel? Yeah. Anyway, you know, he's from my home state, so I I love America. That guy's a real dickhole. I I really hope when Dick Weasel, uh, Trump is impeached, that they take uh, Jefferson God Sessions a third and let him be his little towel boy in prison. But... Anywho, let's, you know what? Yeah, let's get to Star Trek. Just, oof. This episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine really tugs at the old heartstrings. Uh, is it heartstrings or, you know, were you a nerd in high school and... Uh... No way, bro. I got tons of tang, dude. I bet if I set up a weekly meeting with her and I make her her Rocktacino the way she likes it, and I point it on the desk with a handle right there and so she can walk in. Now, the first clue for Odo should have been that she doesn't even say thank you or anything. Like, these are all her expectations now <laughs> of their relationship, that he's going to have her coffee ready. He's going to have her little pad there ready. Exactly. You're not, you're not a sex bait for her. Yeah. I, I remember an uh, enlisted Navy guy that uh, when I was supporting a mission up north, um, we had some foreign officers and one of, some of the officers were from New Zealand and there was a very attractive uh, New Zealand lieutenant, um, female uh, type. And I saw him going out uh, to get lunch one day 
and uh, just, you know, making conversations like, oh, where are you heading for lunch? And he said something about, well, you know, Lieutenant, uh, what's her name? Said that if I bought her a salad, I could I could sit with her while she ate it. What? That's so hot. What a, that's wonderful. And I'm like, so she just basically scammed a free lunch off of you, just for the the price of your creepy ass sitting there watching her eat. See, I don't think it's like that. I mean, she's completely in the dark about Odo's feelings about her. Yeah, that's on, that's true. Level, you take but like even like if you know. Uh, if we all got together and I show up later than everybody else and you guys have my I think you're my drink order man. ready or whatever. I think you're a fucking uh, dealer. Hey, hey. And you'd be all like, what the hey, fuck, Dennis is... I'm on my people's time. So I'm going to be a little bit late. <laughs> Japanese? <laughs> yes. Hi. You're going sh- to show up early and fucking blow up the place. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> time was. Why did Mark Twain come back? I don't understand. I know. <laughs> Dad, where did you go? Some people might have a problem with a man of color asking a white lady for coffee, but myself, I think it's wonderful. <laughs> I mean, if somebody if somebody sets things up for you, you should say thank you. Yeah, you know, you should show your appreciation for it, even if they're a good friend and they do it all the time. You should always say thank you, right? Mm-hmm. She just strolls in there, starts no, I mean, goddamn Rossicino. I mean, like when. When? The big thank you is first. Like the first day. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you do that the first time, the, the, you don't have to say thank you after that. Swallow it. The first day. Yeah. And, you know, Just a little cream with your Rocket But no, the, the first day, it's like, oh, wow, thank you. You didn't have to do that. The next, you know, days after that, though, you at least give the cursory, oh, thanks. And then you, you know, you don't just, uh like anytime, like, I mean, when Ginny and I were together, anytime she would make coffee in the morning and bring me one, it wasn't like about time. time. <laughs> it took you so long, woman. Yeah. No, it was always, oh, thank you. You didn't have to do that. Yeah. You know, and that was for seven years that I was doing that. So I'm just saying, listen, uh, it was, it was clear to me, you know, he was obviously doing all these little things trying to make his office perfect and trying to get everything ready for well, the no, meetings. They, they Cause that was his time to interact directly with her on a regularly scheduled basis. Just like Garrick and, and uh, Julian have their little lunches. Look, she's not a mind reader. Okay. And like Odo clearly enjoys doing, he likes to have things meticulous. He does the same. He even says he's a creature of his routine. So he did it one day. He's doing all this for himself, brah. Some of it is for him. Yes, your guy. Okay, you, so now you saying that you were getting all the punani in in high school? Yeah, bro, it's crushing ass. Because uh, those of us who were not were doing all these little things. No, I didn't. I didn't. Ha- I didn't get late in high school. What are you nuts? I just. I mean, I had a girlfriend, but you know, whatever. Um, that that was a, a, a what now? It was it was over the robe, not through the robe. Yeah, it was definitely over the robe. I didn't even get to see the robe. So there was just my 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 love life uh, was a lot of dry humping. All right, That's, uh, a lot of dry humping. Um, but yeah. So anywho, I'm not here. I'm not here to kiss and tell. I'm not here to dry hump and tell, bro. I'm here to uh, talk about Star Trek. But yeah, I think part of it. I mean, I could see how 
Kira could maybe, because again, she knows that Odo's super meticulous and he likes everything. It's part of his routine. Even mentions it to Worf. So maybe the first, maybe the first time it's just, you know, hey, thanks, but we don't know what they do. Yeah, we we know that she's a non-appreciative, wow, human. And that's all right. Well, not even human. She's a Bajor. So what you're saying is you'd be totally cool with Odo driving a car into a group of people. No. That's the next episode. Spoilers. <laughs> he, he drives his space car to the promenade. One about just riding. Actually, he transforms into a car. <laughs> yeah, cut out the middleman. It's like I don't want to go through the trouble of renting a runabout. I'll just turn into one and run people over. No, he turns into a '57 Buick. It, it was like, what? What are you doing? She never loved me, so I ran over people in the promenade. <laughs> Well, at least, uh, you know, in the future, he can go into the hollow suites and run over people. It's true. Not realizing he could just go in there and bang <laughs> Kira. I, I think this is, this is definitely written from a male viewpoint with the bullshit mindset that we seem to be expressing here that, you know, that, that whole friend zone thing, the frustration of being ignored. And it's not like she owes him anything. And mm-hmm. it's his dumb ass who never said anything until now because he's too shy. So you know what? She doesn't have to live her life about your fucking little dreams and That's, like, oh, yeah. but, but you were my, you were, I had a crush on you first. You were supposed to, to save yeah. yourself for me to build up enough balls with my gelatinous, you know, ball making self. <laughs> What's funny about that though is Shakar is in the exact same boat as Odo. Because he likes Kira, but he doesn't know. He doesn't want to say anything. Yeah. Because he's not sure if she likes him. He wants yeah. to pass a little note with the check marks on it. Yeah. Say, well, I mean, Do you want note, to go out with me? Check yes or no. But, the note that I made is that awkward moment when your crush's crush asks you about, you know, your crush. Yeah. Which is his crush. Does she ever talk about me? No. <laughs> She's probably still thinking about her dead <laughs> last boyfriend. Look, she actually voted for the other guy in the election. Look, here's what I'm saying to you. Shakar is a man of action. Mm. And when it comes to the ladies, Jim Carrey said it best in Cable Guy, he who hesitates masturbates, all right? And that's what we have here. Odo doesn't sack up and just tell her how he feels so he doesn't get the girl. You can't get the girl if you don't tell her. Shakar never tells her how he feels. Yes, he does. He's got to He just waits for the right opportunity to kind of lean in. And it just so happens that she feels the same way. So it works out. You know, but yeah, still, that still takes still, balls. If at any time it since uh, Odo and the uh, other changeling were trapped in the cave with the crystalline thing, she was disguised as uh, Kira. Yeah. What was that, like second season? Yeah, that was. I just watched that episode a couple weeks ago. It was on Heroes and Icons. Okay, so we know for a fact that he's he's been loving on Kira since then. Yeah. Right. That was the whole purpose of that was for his little changeling friend to say, ha ha, you love a humanoid. He- now, do you think, do you think the changeling, when he did the link hmm. on their home planet, is that when they learned all that about him, that he loved Kira and Maybe. everything? Cause he had to have loved her since I mean, it's she obvious. came to the station, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, they've, well, they've known he let other. her get away with murder. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> That's what he should have said. He'd be like, look, bitch, if you don't love me, I'm going to tell everybody you kill people. <laughs> And oh, then, yeah, that, that, that's very progressive and, and, and yeah, well thought out. Yeah. Then, then you have a whole new series of adventures on your hands. <laughs> then you're, I mean, then the show writes itself here. I will, I will blackmail you into loving me. 
right. Right? It would have been great if he made a heel turn. Yeah. Oda totally. becomes a bad guy. Yeah, it's like for the, the next three seasons, up right up until the end, that, that's yeah. the thing. Odo joins the Dominion so they can take over Bajor and he can yeah. force Kira to be his love slave. And his when love slave. Goes, when he finally goes back to the great matrix of, of gelatinous goobers. The pool or whatever they call it. She writes her blog entry about how horrible he was and how he used to make her starfish. And, and I got to tell you what, I'm so happy that Chris Hardwick's going down. I never liked that motherfucker. <laughs> that guy's a shit heel. Not, never a fan, ever. Yeah, I've never really been a fan either. Think about the blight, the curse that Singled Out was on American culture. It gave us Jenny McCarthy and Chris Hardwick. <laughs> if, that, if I had a time machine and I had the chance to go back in time, I wouldn't kill Hitler. I would make sure that that show never aired because then we'd never see either one of them. And uh, the whole Vaxxer movement would be completely different now. Right. She le- she led the vaxxer movement. That was her thing. Oh yeah, the anti-vaxxers, and she went from know nothing, brainless uh, Playboy model to uh, medical advice for a nation of soccer moms. Yeah. yeah. No, I just he. It's weird because I know him. I've, I've actually met him a couple of times through web comics, where it was like I'm not famous enough to know him directly. Mm-hmm. Wait, did you draw a web webcomic of you guys meeting? Is that how you mean that you know him through webcomics? Because no, you no, drew I, the meeting? I knew him because I know somebody who's next level famous from me and who's oh. famous enough that they knew Will Wheaton when he was still on his nobody stage, but I'm just a geek online kind of thing before uh-huh. he started making a comeback. This is before Eureka. So I knew the guy who knew Will and then Will knows Chris. And then it was like this weird thing where I would show up at the same place at the same time. And it was very weird for me kind of thing. Uh, how is that weird for you? It sounds more weird for them. It was, that- it was like a, a yeah, was, I shouldn't be there. It was, you know, it's one of those things where I knew immediately it's like, this is air that I shouldn't be breathing. Kind no, of man, Chris Hardwick's just a failed stand-up comic who... Well, yeah, that was, but he was also just <laughs> somewhat of a douche. Um, yeah. And uh, he, there are plenty of people that I know that know, you know, know him in the same way that he's just like, eh, he's like, yeah, I'll skip. Hey, I heard Chris Hardwick's going to be at the, uh, on the pub crawl with us. Uh, he parlayed that shit into a big career, man. He yeah. he, he was on the board at at a Legion or whatever that te- that production company, Legendary Pictures. Like he was big time as fuck. Hey, good for him. Yeah, and he's, uh, you he's know, married to an heiress now. He better he better try and lock that shit down. Well, I mean, this happened all before they got married. I mean, this was yeah. you know. Yeah, but do I, people change? I don't think like so. is, she, is she like if you were if well, it's different for guys, I guess. Like you would never find out or you typically wouldn't find out that your wife was sexually abusing people like her previous. You well, know, that was, what was and they, the, they weren't treating you that same way. You know what I mean? In, in the morning brief, when uh, they're going down the, the list of crimes or whatever, and Odo says somebody's name and, and Kira's like, oh, is his wife hitting him again? Yeah. And, you know, that was the joke of like, oh, in the future, domestic violence goes the other way. Yeah. <laughs> 
And he's like, no, they're just fucking in public. Oh, so that makes it okay. They're All just, right. He's just getting it in, bro. Just yeah. getting it he in. He takes a few punches so he can uh, hook up later. Punch. Oh, that's funny. He punches her in the anus. Yeah, fuck that. With his tongue. <laughs> I don't care about <laughs> Bullshit. So, you know, fuck Chris Hardwick and uh, fuck the writers of DS9 for that little joke. A different, different time. That was fine in the 90s. No, it wasn't. Different time. No, because literally at this time that this was airing, so this would have been, what, 95, 96? Let me check. This is 1996. Okay, so mid ninety, summer of 96. This is January. One of the guys at my... Uh, that's right, Dennis. One of the guys at my command was routinely getting his ass beat by his wife. Oh, wow. Kind of psychotic break. Ended up that Navy Family Services had to step in and stuff. And so they send him to uh, domestic abuse counseling. That's sad. The people who do the coordination on that were like, oh, this guy's showing up because of a domestic abuse case. And then put him in with the uh, abusers because, hey, he's a guy. So he must be here because he hits his wife. Out of the class because after they watch all the videos, he's like, "Are you guys trying to give me ideas of what to do next?" I mean, what, what are you? What are you trying well, to think say? about think about Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie got his ass kicked by his wife a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You know, um, cool. when when I got married, uh, I was still in the Air Force, and mm-hmm. they if you get married in Turkey to a Turkish national female, mm-hmm. they have a class that you have to go to which I didn't have to go to because I wasn't stationed there, but it's like a four-week class uh-huh. because guys were getting married to these Turkish women and the women would come in and they'd start beating their asses. <laughs> wow. So they had, to, they had to start teaching them, hey, this is a different culture and you need to understand how to deal with people from this culture. Got to yeah, learn, exactly. how, to, learn yeah. how to take a punch. Yeah. You got to punch her before she punches you. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, but I mean, it was, it was that – it was that big a problem that they had to, all right, before anybody gets married, you need to go to this class. It's Darwinism. <laughs> Dennis, are, are you trying to tell us something? Blink twice if you're in danger. <laughs> Dennis, run! Right, she's right there. <laughs> no, everything's fine. <laughs> but you're speaking English, so she doesn't understand that. Yeah, exactly. I never taught her English. Do you, <laughs> do you know any Turkish? Just enough to stay alive. Tell me, speak Turkish. Say, hi, Bob. How are you in Turkish? Merhaba, Bob. Nasılsın? Oh, okay. All right. Okay, all right. Turk Jabim Yormasın? I don't know. Now you're just making shit up. Yeah, you know, you're just... I asked if you know Turkish. Now you're just reading the names of the Iceland men's national team. Jorgensen? Bjorgensen. That's the Swedish chef. Wait, now now I'm starting to think that the Swedish chef is Madden with with an accent problem because you put the turkey in the chicken in the bur yeah turkin. A turkin badurkin. God help us all. But yeah, so this episode, you're right. It's very much uh, from a man's point of view. Yeah, the whole friend zone bullshit. Because yeah. it's like, you no, know, how about you just either fucking say something and either if you was a real friend, you'd fucking be happy for your friend. Shut the fuck up, Mr. What did you love me? Which, to be fair, you know, he does kind of just, you know, it's like, you know, yeah. fuck it. I got to make this uh, professional relationship again and uh, suck up my... I guess- uh, 
I guess it all comes to a head, like, because somebody's trying to kill yes. homeboy. Shikar. I mean, why yeah. would you want to kill Shikar? He's such a nice Canadian he's fellow. The, he's the prime minister. The I know, but he's a nice Canadian dude. Like, he's not Trudeau. It's true. He's very. He's pretty close, though. He's like the proto Trudeau. Yeah, he was their first attempt. Berg and he's Boudreau. He's Boudreau. He's not yeah. Trudeau. Bergen, Flurgen, Schlurgen. Yeah. Is it Trudeau or Trudeau? It's Trudeau. I Trudeau. always thought it was Trudeau. Yeah. Okay. I know his dad was prime minister also. He, he wouldn't correct you either way you said it, though. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's okay. Either, either one works, eh? Just don't call me late to the rush show. <laughs> Did they play subdivisions yet? Oh, man. I really love that band, eh? Don't call me late to that, eh? Oh, I love Fly By Night. Oh, yeah, that's a really it's good a great record. song, man. Moving Pictures is a great record, eh? <laughs> 2112, baby. I tell you what, though, if I hear Tom Sawyer again, I'm going to get really upset. I'm very tired of hearing that song. But I, don't wa- but I wouldn't want to say it too loud because I don't want to hurt Rush's feelings, eh? Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Kitty Lee, good chap. Oh, yeah. I, I can't, man, I can't hang in there with the Canadian too I, long. I, I start getting British. I start going Ooh. Fargo. I get too Fargo there. Yeah, well... Oh, yeah, don't you know? Minnesotans are... Going up to Toronto there. Oh, yeah. Oh, North Dakotans, they're they're basically Canadians. You really got the elbow up there, eh? I I only know, like, a few brief, uh, like, kind of phrases, because I've heard them a lot, like... Like, take off, eh? Yeah, when we used to hang out with the Norfolk Admirals, they would say certain terms. That's where, oh, they got the elbow up there, eh? So that's the elbow. And then, like, ones that Brett the Hitman Hart used to say, like, I'm the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. It's about respect. I can say that because he always <laughs> say that. All the, it's about respect. It's about being the best. Yeah. And then, you get some more time with Zen and Kanapka before I can be comfortable with my Canadian speak again. <laughs> yeah. And then my sister's boyfriend's Canadian. So, like, he's real nice and he says oh. fun Canadian stuff. He's actual Canadian. He's not like a black guy that you just Oh, say no, Dennis. Oh, no, no. My mom would not be. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's what you tell your mom he's Canadian. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> He's a hockey coach. He's he's so much of, of a course. Canadian. He's actually a hockey coach. Yeah. He coaches in Germany. <laughs> Uh-oh. He's Mark the, Twain wants to weigh in. Oh. Mr. Clements, what would you like to say? <laughs> Time was. We, we were getting close to a riverboat situation. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah no, I used but, to watch it. There was, was a just got, show I used to watch called Being Erica. Uh-huh. I don't know if you ever watched that, I had no. I watched like two seasons before I figured out they were Canadian. And oh, it yeah. was the vowels. Oh, sorry. Oh no, sorry about that. Oh, but they sorry. talk. They talk like normal people the rest of the time. But then all of a sudden, I'd hear a vowel wrong. Boat. It was like, oh, sorry. Yeah. It's a boat. It must boat. have been very challenging for Tatiana Maslany to play Orphan Black, like all those different accents, and not accidentally become Canadian again. Oh yeah. Well, they'll look at uh, what's his name, House. Uh, Stuart Litter, Little's dad. Uh, shit. Yeah, Hugh Lowry. Uh, Hugh Lowry. Jesus like in Christ. Space House, Police House? Yeah. But he, you know, <laughs> there's people who had no idea and were blown away that, you know, he was British. Yeah, but I think a lot of the English guys get away with, like, Christian Bale. Nobody knows he's a fucking Brit. Like, a lot of, I think a lot of the Brits, unless they're Michael Caine, can slide pretty easily into a, an American accent. I just I, I think that's bullshit though that you has know, Michael Caine ever attempted an American accent? No, because he's the most British motherfucker on the face of the <laughs> earth. We put down to forests. It's like who's it's that? Like him, him and Sean Connery. They're two guys that never even try to yeah. 
do the American accent. Like there's nothing funnier than that burnt down the forest scene in Batman or the Dark Knight because it's he's so like obnoxiously British there. Yeah. Like he might as well have been wearing one of those big bobby hats and like drinking tea while he's saying it. We yeah, both- he's a massive departure from the Alfred from the yeah. uh, animated series. But I like Alfred. But I thought he was a good Alfred. He is good on a, a good you Alfred. Know? He, but he was like overly British where the other British is, the other Alfreds were just like slightly British. And who knew Alan Napier, who was the Batman on the original uh, 1966 TV show was in every fucking movie. Like huh? watch yeah, Alan Napier, the guy who played Alfred in, uh, in the original TV show. That okay. guy is in everything. Like, cause I watch Sven every week and they always run through the casts. Oh, I thought actors. you meant every Batman movie. I was like, no, no way. He's gotta be he's dead. Just in every movie. <laughs> His filmography is impressive because he's oh, in everything. Okay. It's nuts. No, I, I was, I was on the same page. And wavelength. Yeah. I was like, he was in the dark Knight. <laughs> it's like, how the fuck could he be in every Batman movie? He's been dead since the seventies. Did they pull a grand Moff Tarkin on him? Yes. <laughs> Grand Alfred talking? You know who would have been a great Alfred? And I would have given him mad props as they put him in there. The guy who played Jeffrey in Fresh Prince. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been awesome. That would have been really good. I'd, I'd, uh, I approve. I'm sure that guy's still alive. I'm sure he's he's still around and acting. You know what? Let's look. Good old Jeffrey. Let's see, Jeffrey from the and Fresh Prince. Bruce Rain could could uh, date Hillary. He is indeed still alive. He's sixty nine years old. Oh, because Shakar's only sixty five now. So Shakar's good, man. I really like Shakar. He's cool. I like that guy. Uh, I'm not liking him. Why not? Uh, what you were rooting for, Odo? Oh, Odo's my boy. I mean, I like Odo too, but again, at some point, you you gotta sack up. She can't. She's not a mind reader. Oh, I yeah, I I absolutely. I mean, it, it's just painful because having been there and. You know, like, I like grumpy Odo. I don't like moody Odo. It, it was just painful to see him experiencing emotions because I think he doesn't understand the emotions he's feeling, mm-hmm. honestly, because he never had the the socialization that was required for him to understand what these feelings were. He's like if you took a baby and you did experiments with a Skinner box – and he's like, no, let's just not touch the baby and see how it turns out. Um, and that would be Odo, where he, I can he, see that. he knows what feelings are, but unless you actually feel them yourself. All right. You know, it's, I can read about, you know, love in a book all day long, but until I actually develop that, that natural feeling of love, whether it be, you know, uh, you know, the, the platonic love or the, the erotic love, there's no, you don't know either. You are just, you know, completely missing out on that aspect. I, and I don't think he's in love with her. I think this is like a silly schoolboy crush that I, I don't know. He's known her for a long time. I yeah, because yeah, he's I known her since occupation. So yeah, but still, I mean, but, but you just said he doesn't know what love is. He just went on and on and he on. He wants to know what love is. About God knows yeah, what. You don't know what love is, but you, I mean, you, he wants Kira to show him. Yeah, you know, you, her you vagina. Having, you get these natural feelings as a as as a, well, I sort of say as a human being, but as as a as a sentient creature. 
I mean, even Vulcans have feelings. They just, you know, they've learned to suppress theirs. Poor Odo, he's not suppressing it. He just doesn't know what it, you know, what he's feeling and how he's, pro he doesn't know how to process these things that are happening to him. All His right. body is going through changes and, and he's got hair in new places. He's, um, he's developing a broader chest. Uh, he's going to need to watch that Miracle of Life video. Mm -hmm. You know, suddenly a belt pops up. <laughs> they, and they roll the, uh, the TV on the stand with the VCR into his office. It's like, we got a video that we want you to watch. Odo, <laughs> were you eating a sandwich in bed? Why is your mattress stained? <laughs> Mom. You don't Mattress remember? Rain. Do you guys remember that video where the kid had fucking busted a nut in his? Oh, this this was the video at my yeah. school. I, I just assumed they were all the same. The nocturnal emissions. Uh... Yeah, and then like he went into the kitchen and got like ketchup and mustard and stuff and squirted it all over the mattress. So then, uh, he, what yeah, kind of jizz does this kid have? I don't know. Real toxic <laughs> ketchup jizz. But then he was like, and then his mom was like, Billy, were you eating? a sandwich in bed again and he was like no mom i was just coming in my pants i mean yes i was eating a sandwich <laughs> i yeah we didn't have that um you didn't have sex ed when you were in school no we, how old are you ben jesus in, christ <laughs> yeah okay so in ninth grade okay basically i'm old enough that i am a child of the summer of love um, but when I was hitting the age that I was ready to start doing things or thought I was ready to start doing, or at least be interested in doing things with your penis, the, uh, the AIDS epidemic had hit. And so now we were afraid to even look at anybody because you, you would get, you know, the AIDS and die because we had no understanding of what the fuck was going on. Uh, in ninth grade, they had a doctor come in and, uh, talk about, uh, sex but he talked about it in completely coded terms right at one point he told us that you know driving a let's say driving a ferrari that that that's that can be a lot of fun you get on the highway and you drive that ferrari and you're driving it really fast and you can have a lot of fun driving a ferrari right and you drive it down the highway and you can have a lot of fun doing that but then you look over one day as you're crossing a bridge and you see that river and you think i bet it'd be a lot of fun to to drive my Ferrari in a river. And so you do, but then you end up damaging the river, you damage the Ferrari, and you've just damaged the river. Well, yeah, because so, pollutants, bro. You what, kind of, what kind of doctor so, is this? <laughs> so, you know, that's when you figure out an Alabama doctor. There's, there's some <laughs> things you shouldn't do. You know, a, a Ferrari is meant to be on the highway, not in a river. You kids get what I'm saying? And by Ferrari, I mean your penis. And by river, yes. I mean a woman's A man's butt. butt. <laughs> you know, and he's like talking about how, well, you know, your, as your body goes through changes, you release hormones, and, and that's why you, you, you know, sometimes you'll have the, uh, the acne and stuff. And you just need to keep your face clean and keep your body clean in general. And keep your mind clean. So stay away from the pornography. So th that was pretty much, and at the end of the thing, he uh, handed out uh, cards. Uh huh. He's like, like, hey, if you have any of these weird feelings, call me. <laughs> well, no, these, these, like, I forget if it was like little helpful I'll uh, take care of it for you. hotlines or something. <laughs> and he has a stack of cards and he starts handing it out. I see my uh, biology teacher's eyes like, what the hell is he handing out? You know, because she was terrified he might be handing out uh, condoms or something. I'm like, really? You think this guy even knows what a condom is? Jesus. So, yeah, it, we had no clue. what. I mean, I had no 
idea of where to put my fucking dick until Hustler mag- magazine. So, and even so, after that, I was a little confused because there were like three choices, and I'm like, one of these has got to work. <laughs> yep, I don't know. Anyway, sex ed. It was. But, but Odo, but see, I don't know. Odo could have Odo could have used some feelings, Ed. And I gotta tell you here, bro. He uh, could have used Troy. Cor- is that maybe, possible? Maybe Quark. Quark is a bartender, and he naturally gives. Uh, tries to help out the way he can. He calls it from the jump. He sees what's going on here. That made me question, is Quark a bartender because he can read people or can he read people because he's a bartender? I think you have to have a natural ability before you become a successful bartender. Yeah. Like Because he's always kind of been in the service industry, right? Because then yeah. he, men- he mentioned like in the last episode about how he was – away from Ferenginar when they had like the financial crisis and he was he was a chef or something like that he was a cook on a Ferengi ship yeah during uh, the war years or something I mean he called it he called it and then Odo could have expressed his feelings there but he chose to act out in in rage and anger and he totally missed the the attempt on uh on fucking Captain Canada's life well yeah because you got the, I mean, how creepy is this? I mean, I've had crushes before, but I've never stood outside her fucking room while she gets that was banged. Weird. That, oh, that was yeah, weird. yeah, yeah. Hey, Jimenez. Yeah, beat it, Jimenez. Uh, go check but that was right. later in the episode. This was after, uh, this was when he saved his life by turning his little hands into the pylon things. And then later he yeah, waits so outside of the door. There, yeah. in the pylon. He's just standing there watching them like a creep. Yeah, like, got to watch. You know, I'm sorry. Even the Secret Service fucking faces the other. If you're in a closed room and there's no way in from the other side, you you can maybe for a few minutes turn your back so the guy can steal a kiss. And say, no, I want to watch. Yeah, turn into a hot heavy rat and watch. I'm gonna yeah. turn. I'm gonna at, turn at least, pull my yeah. little rat pud. You know, at least just... <laughs> turn into a chair. Turn into a chair. Turn into a rat. Do turn into a, what you do is you turn into a condom and then he'll put it on his penis <laughs> and he'll stick it inside her and then you'll be there too. <laughs> Condoms in That's awesome. And then Odo could be all like, I was inside of you, Kier. And he's That's like, right. what the fuck? When you and, car didn't fuck you, I fucked you. When, he kind of fucked me too, but I, but, you. But I guess, <laughs> you know, you got to pay. It's, it's like Robin Peter to pay Paul, but whatever it worked. <laughs> it was, a lot of Peter involved. I was a little surprised. But yep, when he put that condom on you, I wish he did that. You didn't notice its haircut, and she thinks about it, it's like, oh my god, it did have Donald Trump did Jr. You, did hair. you see? Did you see the belt that condom was wearing? Your favorite belt. <laughs> I wondered why the we, the condom had a belt on it. It's belted for your pleasure. <laughs> yes, and so and that buckle was right on your clip, baby. <laughs> and so am I. <laughs> that would have been awesome. He wasn't yeah. wearing a Why is this condom so fucking hot? <laughs> and so heavy. Oh, it's real heavy on my penis, eh? <laughs> These Federation prophylactics aren't too oh, good now, eh? I'm really having a hard time keeping a stiffy here with this heavy condom. <laughs> so it's so thick, I'm not really feeling anything. Nerissa. But it's also it's also so warm. I feel like I might finish here a little too early, eh? Yeah. Oh, no. I might want to see Dr. Bashir about that. See, then what happens is Kira's like, this dude's a one-pump chump. He can't, he can't keep up yeah. the performance, you understand. And he burned my labia, motherfucker. Yeah. And this belt really changed my clit. <laughs> 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 
He smells just like that hot, heavy rat in uh, <laughs> Bay 32. <laughs> Why would he put a big belt on his condom? That would, would really rub it's his shoulders. <laughs> I really got to rethink this relationship with Shakar. He does not know how to please a woman. And then Odo's yeah. like, mission accomplished. <laughs> then he gets flushed down the toilet and he shows up. <laughs> not the reclamator. And then it's like it's like that uh, part in the Goonies where they go down the water slide and then Hodo lands. And he's like, oh, and he's got fucking, he's like, that worked perfectly. <laughs> Washes the jizz off. <laughs> when you make an omelet, you got to break a few eggs. <laughs> and then he, the next Things day. Things we do for love. And then he's got his drink already. And she's like, so how did your night go last night? And she's like, well, it was okay until... You know, Shakar put on the condom and then, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, do tell. <laughs> and then I felt this weird bell thing hit me in the clit and it didn't work for me at all. Mm, so, this belt right here. <laughs> it was white hot. <laughs> it's a very heavy condom. Yeah. My vagina mm-hmm. is cauterized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Odo impersonation. I think it's real good. <clears throat> Here, I'll do it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like that Quark and Odo are practically roomies. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. One How step. How those floors, though? That he can. I mean, even with with his fringy ears, that he can hear him oozing around at night. I don't well, think that's fun. possible. I think I think Odo put like speakers in Quark's room, so he has to hear what's going on. Well, it's on. fun too because Quark points to his own ears. He's like, "Look at these things. They're not just for fucking." Well, yeah, which is like, "How can you hear that?" And he's like, "Hello, a doy." What's that? Colloquialism was kind of weird, like that they would still be saying hello, and that an alien would be saying it. In the 20, 24th century or whatever. He said the Ferengi, 24th century Ferengi equivalent of... <laughs> so they have Ferengi well, slang that's like that? <laughs> yeah, but it was the universal translator. Because trans, actually what he said was, what <laughs> And you know what else you could do too is... Uh, shit, I forgot the joke that I was going to say. It must not have been <laughs> that good. I apologize. <laughs> that, now I forgot. <laughs> Shit, I forgot. What episode are we watching? Hello? Hello? Oh, no, I was going to say Cisco is going to come into his quarters and go, what's up? <laughs> Which, again, he uh, he said, good morning, everyone. How was your day? What's up? Translator translates it to that. Uh, and then he went to throw was something. Was Cisco away. in this episode? Yes. Barely. He's just there to yell. Oh, yeah, he's there to meet him. Yeah, yeah they're there in the dress, in, dress uniforms. He's yeah. there in the dress uniforms, and he calls up old man. He's like, thanks for showing up, you old man. And then he shows up later just to yell at uh, uh, Odo for being Odo. bad at his job. Like, you really suck at your job. And then he, he shoots a, ba- a basket, a piece of paper in the wastebasket and goes, Kobe, and then it makes it. <laughs> What's up? And then O'Brien was at Odo, can you do your condom trick for me? I would love to bust a nut inside of you. <laughs> is is Jadzia dating at this point? No, not yet. Um, Where's she, the beef? Her, when she's late, the, when you know. Oh, thanks for joining. Wait, oh, she's late. When she's her, she arrives. Her her monthly visitors late. She said the promenade was very busy. Yeah, because okay. all, all all the excitement. 
Okay. Colonel Worf aren't humping yet. I didn't want to t- just say it out. Yeah, I, I don't mean, think so. We all know they get married eventually. Yeah. Do we? Yeah, I know. Dennis, you well, knew, right? Yeah, everybody knows that. Yeah, I thought that, I thought that was common. I mean, come on. We're the only ones that haven't seen it. If you're listening to this, you probably you might not even watch Star Trek where you've seen all of it. Yeah. I think there's still some people. I am going to come inside of you. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. It's, that is the hottest thing I've ever seen. I didn't know that was my fetish until right now. <laughs> you are so... I need the belt. I need the belt. And then while Odo... He's like is, trying to rationalize. He's like, well, he's not really a guy, so I'm not really gay. <laughs> like He's kind of genderless, right? So it's okay. I yeah. am not gay. <laughs> but then Odo goes to North Carolina and he can't use the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. So then what happens too is, um, I guess when Odo finds out that they banged and stuff, he gets all upset and smashes up his quarters. Yeah. And then um, he gets all sad and Quark comes in and gives him like a good pep talk, which is, I mean, it's a pretty good pep talk. He's like, look, man. Yeah. Shit or get off the pot. Yeah. Shit or get off the pot. Stop being such a goddamn sissy man. Yeah, I think Cork uh, uh, is quite possibly the best friend Odo has. Yeah. yeah. Totally. I did try Even to if it's there. in self-interest, you know, because he but wants I, that's his, also, I, his, his betting pools. Like, that that's his excuse, I know. Yeah. Like, his excuse to say, like, I don't really care. I'm just worried about my business. But, you know, I'm sure there is some self-interest in it. Mm, I, I, I just think... Uh, for Ferengi, I think Quark is more progressive than he, he lets on. He lets his mom wear clothes and stuff. Yeah, so once it might be the thing that. But you know, it might be the thing where they just play along, like all Ferengi just play along with what they think society expects of them. But in their own private lives, they have their own code that they live by. You know, mm-hmm. like nobody, like there may be a handful of people that are like super Ferengi, but the 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 wharf equivalent. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And but, you know, they in their own personal life they make other people I, I make s- exceptions to the rules. I remember there being a conversion class at my synagogue and one of the old Russians that had uh, escaped the Soviet Union. Um I, I would always sit in that back row. This is not a money conversion class, no, right? No, no. no. <laughs> oh, Dennis. Uh we're you know, the the Goisha folk uh, becoming uh, Jews. But um one of the old Russians, I'm sitting in the back, and uh, one of the people going through the conversion class was uh, being introduced to a certain ceremony. And the old Russian guy sitting there is like, you, you, the problem with convert, uh, they believe all this bullshit. And, I mean, uh, and, and I think a wharf very much suits that. Yeah, where he's yeah. like, oh, I read in a book, here's how Klingons are supposed to act. Yeah. So I have to, I have to over-cling on it. That's why the born-again Christians are like <laughs> the most. Over, I have to over-cling on it. Well, see, my joke was always, you know, when the rabbi told us not to try to, try not to over-Jew it. And yuck, yuck, yuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't work. It's all show business with you, with you Jews, even the rabbis. <laughs> <laughs> he does uh, three shows weekly. You know? <laughs> But, so Jumi, what can I say? <laughs> I converted for the jokes. That's a great Seinfeld episode. Look, I, I'm not offended because you made the joke. I'm offended because, as a comedian because the joke is bad. 
Was, was yeah. that? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not offended as a Jew. I'm offended as a comedian. That's a great overshow. Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston was God. so great. Did you? Uh, okay, so here's just real quick diversion because we're all about rabbit holes on this episode. Um, Brian Cranston uh, found out from one of the produ- uh, one of the the legal team or whatever that on the old uh, Malcolm in the Middle show, mm-hmm. whatever he's puttering around the house and he's just humming these little songs and stuff. Is that since those were original, just him off the top of his head puttering around making hums, you know, just making up a song as he goes those were technically original compositions huh and so he had to be compensated for it if it was in the episode it was and it was just like stupid little bit of not you know anything like oh you're you know the new john williams but just you know it's like well yeah there was 20 seconds of brian humming so we got to give him a check oh that's a good idea john williams of humming so he would save all those little checks right and then he would throw cast parties for all the production guys that's nice so like all the sound you know guys and the lighting and stuff and so it sounds like a very brian cranston thing to do and when i read that i was just like oh my god you're just the the, the sweetest guy I'm, I'm tearing up you're such a nice guy good for you brian good for you mr i wish, I wish, he, I wish uh, he played lex luther yeah know. oh well i think everybody does yeah i think even that what's what's the kid's name Jesse Eisenberg or whatever. I think even he thinks so. Yeah. Was it we, we wanted Heisenberg and we got Eisenberg? So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where are we in the episodes? Yeah. So um, it's basically, Odo he goes up to talk to Kira and says, "I have something to tell you." And then we all are expecting him to say he loves her, but he says, "I can't do our meetings anymore because yeah. I need to focus on my work." Blah blah blah. And she's, she seems kind of sad. Because that's her free coffee is gone. Yeah. So she has no feelings for him. It's the free coffee. She has feelings for him. And it's not, it's not Luke Cage coffee either. Yeah. It's she has, she has coffee. feelings for him. I mean, that's they're a friend. Yeah. yeah. June 22nd, by the way, Dennis. Yeah. Friday. I know. I'm excited. I'm planning to watch the entire thing that weekend. I ain't got that kind of time, but yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> My sons are actually here. The cadets are in the other. That's why I'm in my quarters on deck five today. Ah, okay. I have them all week for uh, summer vacation. So you're in your quarters. Yes. My very, uh, uh, your modest quarters. My my modest quarters. But there you go. My my Starfleet display on the nightstand. On uh, is that what that is? I saw that. I was curious what it was, but I didn't ask. But it looked cool. Yeah, get on your and bed, yeah. baby. And that's the episode. I thought it was good. I really liked it. That was part of a project back in the uh, 90s. But, uh, we, we had to do the history of the future. The history of the future? Yeah. <laughs> was this a self-assigned project? What do you call it? The uh, Starfleet uh, badges. And the one that's missing is the one that my TNG badge that's on my TNG uniform right now. In the year 2000. <laughs> so, yeah, that would have been 97? No, Jesus Christ. That would have been 93, 4 when I did that. In the year 24, 25 years ago. 2000. <clears throat> wow. I know we're all old, Ben. We're all old men. 
Yeah, there was a category on Jeopardy tonight uh, about 1993. Mm. And Alex is like, yes, that was 25 years ago. I was like, we're wasting our life talking about some dumbass TV show. Yeah. Who should we uh, talk about Babylon 5? We're having fun doing it though. I love you guys. This is, I, I, I look so much forward to doing this every week. It's really great. Yeah, me too. This is the only time I talk to adults that I don't work with. <laughs> I don't know if I should be honored or sad for you. The, the, the rest of the time, I literally sit in this chair until it's time to go to bed. <laughs> I just sit here. Waiting to die. Like I'm in front of the computer. Cross another I, day off the calendar. I, I, have, I have Zoom in, in the chat open. Just waiting for the show to start. <laughs> no, I'm very, I'm very sad at this moment. Sometimes I, I, I play with my dice. I play with my dice too. I'm doing that right now. And I read right. the rules, so I figured out some of the game. So I'm excited about this weekend too. I read my book. What book are you reading? Anything good? Strangers from the Sky. Strangers from the Sky, the best Star Trek... Uh, novelization non-canon that you'll ever get all right i'll have to look that one up because i like reading the star trek books i'll have to look for that one it's non-canon is all hell all of them are but it's uh well written and one of the 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 way okay so what crew is it Uh so it's original series but it's just before star trek 2 Okay. Right. Okay. So they've got the maroon uniforms it's just before that but then they are flashing back to pre-pilot Star Trek when Gary Mitchell was still the first officer and Spock was the science officer and um, that crew. So okay. it's like, so just- Gary the, Mitchell was the first officer? Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, depending, depending on who you ask. So that, that's one of those, it's assumed because of certain points in dialogue. Okay. And then Spock becomes first officer after that. But then other people that. say, no, he was just a navigator. Okay, so, they, so it's called Strangers some, in the Sky. Strangers from the Sky, and it talks about Earth's first contact with the Vulcans. But the, the cool thing is that the stuff that's in pre-Rathacon era is in one font, and the stuff that's in original series era is in another font when they flash back. Okay. And there's time travel involved. And so you can literally read all of the stuff from the Wrath of Khan's era and it make pretty good sense. And you can read all the stuff from the flashback to the Toss era and it make good sense. Yeah. Okay. So it's literally like two books that have been, you know, two completely different stories. But they like but intertwine the, at the end. Right. And, and the future story ta- is It's like Westworld. Back. Is who? Westworld. What now? Like oh, I... Yeah, Westworld tells like different timeline stories through this season and then they kind of come together eventually and this i mean this though has a lot of the same characters and they're trying to you know spock has to do a mind meld to because he had done the original mind meld to make kirk forget the cover-up and there's like all this intrigue going on and it's really good um and like i said that i went to a bookstore and basically all the novelizations i had read when i was a kid they had it at this used bookstore 
And so my son was there, to, you know, it's like, I'm not going to give you money. You, you've got to earn your money. So all the books that he'd read like a hundred times, he was like, I'm not going to read them. You know, I'm going to sell them. So he takes them to the used bookstore to get cash, to get more books, which I was yeah, like, fine. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that. But I go in and I'm like, oh, wait, I used to have this when I was a kid and I really want it again. I spent more money on the books that I was buying for myself than he had been asking for. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I can borrow 20 bucks. I'm like, no, because I'm buying these 50 bucks worth of <laughs> No, son, I spent all the money on Star Trek books. Now get away from me. Can I read them too? Get out of my face, kid. <laughs> yeah, you can. I mean, another great one. Um, the uh, original, the Star Trek, the motion picture novelization by Gene Roddenberry. Okay. It's like reading a, a TNG story. Right. He really wanted TNG, long, you know, his vision of, of that first season of TNG was definitely in his head when he was doing uh, the motion picture. Okay. I, uh, stuff to check. I read, what did I read? I read two Star Trek books recently and I liked them. Um, I forget they were yes, like yesterday's son about Spock and uh, what's her face? Um, Sarah Beth. Yeah, that was pretty good about his son. It was good, and then I read the sequel, and I liked that one too. Spock had so, a son. Uh, no, allegedly, yes. No. Don't you know? Skip the line at the movie and just go ahead and hit the uh, novelizations from the nineties, uh, the, the Han Solo series. Oh, is that oh, okay? Yeah. Oh, I heard those I are good. The ones, who, the ones who wrote by them? AC Crispin. Yeah, that's who wrote the what's it called book. She died. Yep. She wrote the yesterday. She wrote yesterday's yep. son. I thought it was pretty good. She did a great job with, uh, in, in my head canon, that is the Han Solo uh, backstory. And I want to read um, Tales from Most Eisley Cantina. I heard that's a great one. It is good. Yeah, I've heard that's really good. I've read it a I'm couple times over the years. I'm reading oh, a book now that... Tales, Tales from Jabba's Palace is really good, too. Okay, what's that one? Tales of the Bounty Hunters. Ooh, that's the cool. Bounty Hunters one is, is pretty good. It's really good. I'm reading a book now, if you're into like anthology series like that, called um, Old Mars. I mean, excuse me, Old Venus. It's a um, it's a collection of short stories um, edited by George R R Martin and another writer whose name isn't as famous as George R R Martin. So that's why I don't remember yeah. it. Um, and it's basically they're telling like modern stories of Venus, but like kind of using the old like pulp ideas of like Mars. Because I guess you know back in the day they explain it very well in the, in the beginning of the book, like before people actually found out what was on venus and what venus is now they had this vision that there were swamps and this that and the other thing and there used to be jungles. like jungles and all kinds of stuff so they're kind of writing all of these stories set in that mind frame of venus because once people found out that venus is the hottest planet and yada 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 and its atmosphere is all like fucking uh like so whatever the hell it is um no, not uh, it's all ammonia. Methane or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then the idea of like fantasy a la like Edgar Rice Burroughs on Venus just went away. They just stopped doing it. But this is kind of set in that. It's really fucking good, man. It's called- Craig Bradbury has some, has some, uh, has some Venus short stories as yeah. well. But his was like it's raining all the time there. Yeah. And yeah. like these people are trying – they try to find these domes – that are like shelter areas mm-hmm. and they get lost and like everything, like it rains so much, it washes out all their clothes, washes out their skin and everything like that. It's like, yeah. it was cool. I'm re- so far. I'm really digging it. So nice. Yeah. We've reviewed all kinds of stuff on this thing today. So what do we think about the Star Trek episode? Shakar. Yes. 
Ratings, anyone? Anyone? Ratings, anyone? Six. Okay. Dennis? I'd say it's like a four. Oh, Like, wow. honestly, the the whole Odo unrequited love with Kira thing is my least favorite thing about DS9. Really? I just don't, I just don't care. It's okay. just, just kind of it's kind of dumb. It doesn't really serve the story overall Romantic. for me. Not really. <laughs> See, I'm gonna My do- favorite part of this episode is when Odo and Worf are yes. talking about ways to be more antisocial. <laughs> I He's, love it. I love this, man. They're yeah. fucking misanthropes. Yeah. Perfect. It's it may, so great. Perhaps if I'm more rude to Chief O'Brien, yeah. won't want to come around as much. And I like how they're talking. That's the only cash- part of the episode I really liked. They're talking <laughs> cash shit about O'Brien. The only one that seems to make frequent visits to my quarters is O'Brien. And you can see the hatred in, in, his, in his voice when he says it. Hmm. Well, it's probably because you guys know each other from the Enterprise. And he's like, perhaps. And like they're thinking of reasons why O'Brien would want to hang out with him. Maybe if yeah, I'm more of a dick, he won't go. <laughs> Maybe if I act like his wife. More inhospitable. Yeah. Like his wife. See, that's weird, Dennis, because I really... I should start banging his wife. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That works for Commander Riker. (laughs) Kapla! See, Dennis, I really enjoy this episode. I'm going to give it a six and a half, because I'm not going to say seven, but I really like... It gives depth to to the characters. I was was dancing between five and six. And I I really hope this is the last episode where they explore this love between... God damn it! And I like I like Shakar. I think Shakar is cool. Shakar's uh, cool. I'm glad they brought him back because again, I really like the idea of a character. I can't wait to see him die later. I'm sure. <laughs> I, I, but what I'm saying is, I like I like Star Trek better when like a character is mentioned and then he it's a reoccurring thing. I hope I I can't yeah. wait to see more of this true way. I'm excited to see more about that, hopefully, because DS9 doesn't really do that. Like, they mention something, and then it comes back. It's not like TNG, which would be the only real lacking part of TNG, where, like, they just kind of they plant these seeds, and they never really go back to, to bear the fruit of them, which on Deep Space Nine... Well, yeah, exactly, like, that being the biggest yeah. example of it. I mean, Jeremy she, Astor, Conspiracy... Uh, dude, Alexander, Alexander was almost one of those. Yeah. Like where it's like Worf has a son and like, oh shit, we got to do a Worf son episode. Fuck dude. <laughs> what do we do? So yeah. He, he'll hang out with Loxana Troy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They'll, they'll, he'll get to see her old lady tits. Yeah. Cool. You can take right. a mud bath with her. Yeah. But yeah, so that's, I, that's the part of deep space Nine that I like. So I'm glad that I got to see things that, and I, and now I know I got things to look forward to with the true way, just mm-hmm. more, just layers. They're just building layers and layers and sediment and stories and stuff. Yeah. Like that. It's a good old. I felt bad for Dennis when he's like, I hope we don't see this aspect of you know, the show again. And it's like, mm. it, it's my least favorite thing about the show. This right. thing, this is like quite the third episode that it's been kind of touched on. Yeah. So it's, but whenever, like, whenever it comes up, it's the, it's the a story. And I think that's, that's too much time devoted to it. I can see that. I, I mean, there's a couple where it's it's like the double A story, so it's it, you're just yeah yeah you're you've got they're, they're beating you over the head over it. it's like okay I get it he's a changeling he's weird I understand you're you know have a lot of pain ahead of you Dennis. he wants to get it in <sighs> we all want to get it in what's the problem <laughs> let me guess they're gonna get crash on a planet later and then you have to he has well, to he, fight he, over his feelings or something he gets bit by a Targelian uh, uh, snake. And she has to suck the poison on out. his changeling dick. Yes, on his changeling cock. 
she's like, do you really need to make this a cock? Like, yeah. Yes. What can I say? He it bit your arm. It's my cock arm. <laughs> you don't know this about changelings, but we have cock arms. <laughs> That's why I wear sleeves. I, I just make it look like, an, like a normal arm to make you more comfortable. Yes, because it's But really, the poison yeah. is affecting my shape-shifting ability. Yes, yeah, so I can't. Humans refer to other humans <laughs> as being cockeyed. Changing I can't. cock armed. I can't stop changing things into penises. I don't know what it is. It's the, <laughs> it's the poison. Oh no! Ah, I feel it coursing through my veins. Oh, I, oh, another penis! Oh my god! <laughs> suck it quick before this gets out of control. But you know, in case if it's a bonus, I can do triple penetration. And what I can do is I can make myself look like Shakar if you need me to. If that makes it more natural for you. See, if anything, this should be motivation for him to learn how to imitate humanoids better. Yes. Or just because then he could say, "Oh, Shakar is a surprise visit." Or Don't tell Dennis. anybody I was here. Or Dennis, <laughs> which would be less rapey. It's just tell people how you feel. That would be the preferred method. Yes, just, you know what? Well, he could go revenge the nerds on her. If, <laughs> if Odo, yes, that, that was always very creepy when Lewis rapes her at the end. That mask gone, yeah. no. They never mention that. They never mention Lewis's rape. Um, but then, listen, if you love someone, you got to tell them. Or let them go, and if they truly love you, they'll come back. Or they'll date some. Yeah, that's why this would be a perfect. Fucks like a jackhammer. <laughs> this would be a perfect point to stop talking about it. Yeah, because he's made his decision. Yeah. He's going to move on with his life. But she, but Shikar is going to dump her eventually. And then she's going to need a shoulder to cry on, and Odo's going to. Or he's going to get turned into a robo brain person, or or something. Unexpectedly, his a changeling got through the wormhole somehow snuck into the Bajoran capital and killed him. That's possible. Uh, thankfully, thankfully, Constable Odo was on Bajor at the capital at the same time and helped lead the investigation. Uh-huh. But the results were inconclusive. And <clears throat> best we could see is one of my people escaped. Uh, you know, and... All we can yeah. tell is that Changeling did this. Too bad Changelings don't have DNA. It's it's all the, it's like West Virginia up in that bitch. Yeah. So they're all the same. But Odo, you're the only changeling that knew about Wolverine. <laughs> Why did you shapeshift into Wolverine to kill him? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. I don't know. A comic book must have flown through the wormhole. Mm, I must go. You know the those uh, <laughs> TV transmissions finally made it to the Gamma Quadrant. So. I must go. <laughs> let's never talk. Let's never speak of this ever again. Case closed. Transformed. We didn't catch anybody. Case closed. Case closed. I said case closed. I'm Odo. He turned case. into a judge. <laughs> case closed. <laughs> and with the uh, creation of the belt, though, just uh, as our, uh, I don't know, seasonal reminder, Odo is always naked. Always. Yeah. His clothes are actually his outer and maybe if he wasn't being such a bitch, she's like, oh, I miss your belt. Hang on. And he just makes a belt out of his belly. That's weird, man. Like, don't be such a, don't be so accommodating. Yeah. You're basically, you're a magician at that yeah. point. And nobody wants to date a magician. But if she, she would let him buy a salad so uh, yeah. he could watch her eat it. If that's all he wants. Knock yourself out. Come Make on. Make all the time. Be a man, Hulk. Yeah. Be a man, Hogan. Come on. Don't be scared. 
You're running from macho. That's what I heard. Yeah, come on. Just, you know, get with it, friend. I can't believe I still know all the one. I still know way too many words to that song. <laughs> Which is my curse. Yeah, all I know is be a man, Hogan. Yeah, I know entirely too many words to that song. <laughs> so, not only tangentially Hogan related, I'm going to make my kids watch uh, the Rocky movies with me. Yeah, hey, for, uh, for Creed two uh, coming out soon. I still gotta watch Creed. That's one thing I got on. Oh God, Amazon Prime. I need to watch. Hey, Zonga. I I just warn you to be careful watching Creed. Well, he, doesn't, he doesn't get shot in a uh, in a subway station, does he? Because <laughs> I've already seen that movie. <laughs> no, Fruitvale Station. I haven't seen that one. I heard it's real good. It's pretty good, but it's sad. Yeah. yeah. But uh, no, it's it's if you've seen the Rocky movies. Uh, When's Clubber Lang's son gonna show up and fight him? That's what that would be. That, that's actually who he fights in, in uh, Creed Two. No, uh, who would play? It's play Clubber Lang's son. Um, I don't know, but it would be cool. Hey, fool! It'd probably be that guy, Winston Duke, who played uh, Mbaku in uh, mm. Black Panther. Oh, I'd watch that. He'd be I like how that'd be fun. <laughs> hey, fool! Two very attractive men. Very attractive black men. Yes. I, I don't see physical that. contest. Mm, black silk men. shorts. Mm, kissy kissy. <laughs> Touch gloves, not touch lips. <laughs> <laughs> That's real funny. Just, just let it happen. Mm. Get up my face! Don't even know you got no more. Don't take that bad look of his one. I get off. If, I wonder if Mike Mike Coulter can pull off a a uh, Mr. T impression. I would love to see that, but you couldn't. He's do got that the right. build for it, but I don't think he. I don't think he's got that. Uh, that ability to play that type of character. No, you could. He grew up with his mom's family. And yeah, so he's easygoing. So he's no, that's bullshit. No, no, I'm out. No. And and yeah. he uh, look. His accent is different, and he didn't grow up in the main streets of Philly. And he's from Chicago. Clubber Lang's from Chicago. That's what I said. The main streets of Chicago. Yeah. All right. Look. I think like I can imagine Clever Lang's life fell apart after he lost to Rocky, right? That's not true. I think now that's that's we never know what happened. Rocky just beats these guys and they disappear. Like I'm really interested to know more about Clever Lang because he shows up at that charity event in a tuxedo, like he's all decked out, and I'm sure yeah. you had to pay for like a huge ticket price to yeah. be there to watch Rocky fight Thunderlips. Yeah. And then what, he, is, what is the backstory of Clubber Lang? Look, we need to explore this. Clubber Lang is a badass dude from the streets of Chicago, probably in like Lincoln Park or something. And then he he becomes a fighter, and he's a great fighter. And he fight. He doesn't fight no sit ups like that jump up there. He yeah. fights real men. He he comes from actually an upper middle class family. Uh, no. they, they actually have one of the townhouses on Addison Avenue near, near Wrigleyville. Um, it's on the Miracle that. Mile. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's got he's got money. He lives next door uh, to the Bueller's. He, he's actually a. Uh, hey, Ferris, get off my lawn, sucker! <laughs> I swear to God, if I see you on my trampoline again, boy, I'm gonna break your legs. Get the hell out of well, here! Much much like worth having to figure out how. Hey, to fool! Be. Why don't you go back to school, sucker? You ain't gonna learn nothing around here playing hooky. You don't need no days off. 
If I see that principal, I'm gonna tell him that you play in Suzuki, sucker. Don't give him days off. Give him guts. Nine times. <laughs> give him nine Clover times. Lang, I done taught. Clover Lang had to learn how to be a tough guy from watching movies and watching TV and reading books. And that was what he thought someone from the south side of Chicago mm -hmm. acted like. Listen so here, he, Mr. Bueller. I seen your son. I know he didn't go to school again today. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. T was a truant officer? <laughs> no, he's the neighbor. Yeah. He, oh, okay. He's fierce. He said, listen here, Mr. Bueller. Your son didn't go to school today. He ain't going to do he nothing. He ran my yard. He ain't going to do nothing not going to school. He, he ran through my yard and interrupted my son's birthday party. I don't like that sucker. <laughs> Columbia Jr.'s in there, and he expected a clown to show up, and some dumb white man ran through the house, scared the shit out of the boy. I'm gonna take you to court, and you're gonna fix, you can't fix my son's birthday, sucker. So, you and me, we're gonna tangle if this happens again. You tell that son and his dumbass friend Cameron that he needs to go to school and learn some stuff, or he's gonna end up mowing my grass because I'm Clubber Lang. I was once World Heavyweight Champion of the World, you understand? Hey, fool! <laughs> Start sitting on uh, Ferris's girlfriend. Hey, woman! Hey, Miss Bueller, listen here. Since your man ain't got no heart. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you come out in my house? Would you, would you bring a pretty little self by my apartment tonight? I'll show you a real man. Put <laughs> you lay in bed. Every night I dream you had a real man, don't you? I know you do. I watch you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a peep <people> Tom. <laughs> I can afford top-class surveillance equipment. I put it in <laughs> I put never the champion house. boxer. <laughs> no one suspects the champion boxer of being a weirdo. <laughs> and so Creed Two promises. Okay, so so Ferris Bueller is after Rocky Three yeah. after he's made yeah. millions of dollars, he's made tons of money, beating Rocky. Because yeah. just because he lost to Rocky, he buys a nice house in the suburbs of Chicago. Yeah. Well, he already had money. That was the family home. I mean, mm -hmm. he it. He hey, fool! I got this house for my parents once they passed away. You understand? Oh, my neighbors look at me funny. Say, so who's this rich black man walking around here with a sweet haircut and earrings and all this diamonds hanging around my neck, sucker? They don't respect me. They will when I become mayor. <laughs> mayor Lang. Then he runs for mayor of the town. <laughs> hey, fool, gonna be some changes around here. You gonna make sure Ferris Bueller goes to school. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have these white kids running around the neighborhood. It's not good. He assigns a police officer. Like, there's a beat, the Ferris Bueller beat. Lowest property value. To make sure he gets to school. Having these young punks running around through the house, doing all kinds of crazy stuff just because they white kids, they get away with it. Black Lives Matter. <laughs> I think about if that was my son running through somebody's house, the police have shot him. <laughs> shot him in the back. Don't give a sucker no statue. Give him guts. <laughs> Don't wasn't going away. You got your shot, Ferris Bueller. Now give him mine. <laughs> uh, Mayor Lang, do you have any predictions for the upcoming your upcoming reelection bid? Hey. hey. <laughs> Paid for the constituents uh, that don't vote for me. Mayor Lang, what do you think about this primary challenge? Don't give a second. No There's no challenge. <laughs> there is no challenge. Well, we don't really have a lot of those problems in this neighborhood, you understand, because it's a it's an upper echelon community and we got good schools, we got good people that are living in this neighborhood, you understand? 
Except for Ferris Bueller. <laughs> Ferris Bueller. It's a blight on society, understand? And it's my job to... The, the weirdest universes matching up. <laughs> but I, I wanted to see it so bad. And, and the fact, though, that, that... I don't care that Matthew Broderick's like almost 60. I want to see him play Ferris Bueller. <laughs> this episode of DS9... He never moved out of son's house. He's still living with his Ferris Bueller's a loser. Just like I told you, we're having... I'm the seven. I'm the 18 term mayor of this town. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to school. He's still making that synthesizer cough. I mean, everybody knows that's a computer machine. <laughs> he hasn't updated his technology. Because the real estate bubble burst and his dad lost his job and the housing market went to shit. So he couldn't sell no more houses, you understand? Oh my God. There's Bueller working at the grocery store. Now, would that be, would this movie be Ferris Bueller 2 or Clubber Lang 1? <laughs> I imagine it would Who's be. Who's the star of this movie? Clubber Lang. Yeah. Or yeah. Bueller versus Lang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be like um, that, that movie with Seth Rogen and the friend. Bueller dude. v. Lang, Dawn of Justice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> and he said, he tells, he knocks on Ferris Bueller. Why'd himself. you say that name, fool? Why'd you, you say that name? Told you I was going away. name is Martha. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what happened. Martha Lang. So, of course, we meet his daughter in a later movie, uh, Lana. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, God. All right, I, I, I'm spent. Well, I'd like to. That? I'd like to revise my score for the episode. <laughs> it's I, definitely I, been bumped up now. This this uh, we missed the best part by uh, leaving before the. This was all of the post credits. Um. Yeah, exactly. I don't even know how we got started on Ferris Bueller and <laughs> Mr. T living next to each other. <laughs> Who knows how any of these things get started? And it's because this episode was described as the John Hughes episode. That's right. right. So we yeah. straight to Shermer, Illinois. And, uh, so. so Ferris is doing punky stuff and all of a sudden there's a knock on the door and he opens the door and he says, I told you it wasn't going away. Hey, boy. Hey, boy. Hey, boy. Uh, after I crucify him, you next, Ferris Bueller. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Mr. Rooney, we're going to get you. Mr. Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Rooney's really going to get you. Yeah. Mr. Rooney, he a pervert, you understand? <laughs> you we, had to, we had to get rid of him. So Ivan Drago is a new principal of your school. What you don't know about Ivan Drago is a world pro- professional boxer, but also as a master's degree in education, you understand? <laughs> School administration. He's a very small man. They have an excellent school system in Russia. <laughs> He's got steroids with a brain. <laughs> uh, all right. Punch your brain to death. <laughs> no, but what I always imagine was happening is like Rocky beat. Rocky isn't a real fighter in the sense that he's boxing month by month, you know, every three months. Rocky's like Floyd Mayweather Jr. who comes out and just fights a big fight and then goes away and then fights. like Rocky three on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So like, so Clubber Lang's still out there every, you know, every three months fighting at MGM or whatever. So he's making money and he loses to Rocky. But I mean, to be fair, everybody loses to Rocky. So, I mean, like, and he did beat him once, you know, I mean, well, yeah, Apollo lost. Well, he beat him though the first time. No, it was a yeah, draw. The second, but he got his revenge. Wasn't it a draw? I thought the first fight. No, he, he lost. He lost. He lost okay. The first yeah, so Apollo beats Rocky, and then Rocky beats Apollo, and then Rocky fights a bunch of losers, and then while he's fighting losers, fighting no setups, them chumps, and so while he's fighting all the setup dudes, you know, Clubber is kicking everybody's ass, and so you know he fights all the time. He's a fighter. That's what he's doing. You know. Yeah. yeah. He. he uh, you he saw the montage. Yeah, he respects the craft. And he also invested in uh, Five Guys Burgers and Fries. So he's got money, like, you know. He, it was he actually, got in on the ground floor. Yeah, on he's like, look, Sluggo, I can't be fighting my whole they life. They have Idaho potatoes. They're great. <laughs> their, their potatoes came from Billings, Montana today, you understand? Not the best place for potatoes, but what do I know? I'm, 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 a, I'm Club Lang. I just fight people. I don't know shit about potatoes. They come in a brown bag. That's all I care about. <laughs> hey, boo, this better be the final peanuts. <laughs> The peanuts is good. Now, if you have an allergy to them, you might not want to eat, get near them. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, they really shouldn't keep those next to the door. Because if you could, it keep it, you well. It, it's, it, it, it's like garlic for vampires. It yeah, so Because yeah. if you come in here and you have an allergic reaction to peanuts, I predict pain. <laughs> and lawsuits. <laughs> you know, we had a sign. Yeah. The hey, fool. Hey, fool. Don't come in here, you're allergic to peanuts. <laughs> I told you I wasn't going away. I told you the peanuts weren't going away. Get your somebody, shot. Somebody please make that poster. <laughs> I'm going to put it on the five guys down the street from where I live. That's what it says. It says, <laughs> I told you the peanuts. <laughs> hey, fool. I told you the peanuts weren't going away. Make sure you bring your EpiPen shot. I'll give you mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this episode. Lang is seriously one of my favorite characters of all time. Now, who would win in a fight, Clubber Lang or Ivan Drago? Because um, I know they fought somewhere along the lines. I mean, I think Clubber Lang would beat him. I think uh, Drago wins. If Rocky could beat him, then Clubber Lang could beat him. Because Clubber would prepare for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because Clubber definitely beats Tommy Gunn. Tommy Gunn's a chump. Yeah. 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 In the streets, Absolutely. it doesn't matter where. <laughs> you take him down. In the hey, streets or in the streets. I'd be fighting everybody everywhere. All right. This episode's almost two hours long, so I think we should stop. <laughs> how, long was the, how long was the two-parter episode? Not nearly yeah, as right. long. Jeez Louise. This episode's going. It's like pushing two hours. Well, this is a second episode. With the... the Lang versus Bueller. I mean, so, uh, I yeah. saying, you might want to cut out the uh, the the Bueller Lang stuff and just like that for the Patreons. Maybe. Hey, boo! If there's an edit point, yeah, I don't know. I'll find one. I'll find one. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the longest dog trick episode ever. Um, we hope you enjoyed it, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Adios. Bye, fool. Hey, sucker.